0: This podcast is being brought to you by Leftover Energy, LLC. I am service. I am uplift. Yeah. Tell me about the picture. Oh,
1: man. Tell right. me. I was dropping some bars at the moment, so I was feeling, <laughs> my, I was feeling myself a little bit. So yeah. I, my hands was moving, you know what I mean? My, yeah. feet, was, my feet was tapping. So, yeah, I, when I saw that, I was like, man, that was a dope picture. <laughs> oh, like, right. Like, he did that. One. That picture. Yes, sir. Is Cornell that is legitimately that that's that's legitimately
0: with over ten years of experience managing professional staff in both the public and private sectors, Cornell is a seasoned executive with in-depth experience that includes personnel staffing and management, oversight of complex organizational budgets, and management of technical and policy teams, as well as a proven track record as a skilled negotiator. He has extensive knowledge in regional coordination and planning, and is adept at setting and achieving priorities. He has a proven ability to manage multiple projects in tandem without compromising the quality of the outcomes. That's who Randall chose for this job. Cornell previously served as the Economic Development Representative for Oklahoma and North Texas for the United States Department of Commerce Economic Development Administration, also known as the EDA. He worked to successfully build coalitions among regional economic development organizations in his service area and efficiently managed over $20 million in federal investment, yielding a $1.5 billion impact in private investment and creation of over 4,000 jobs and retention of over 3,000 jobs. notably. Cornell was the first EDA representative in over 20 years who chose to live and raise his family in Oklahoma. Oh, so you really fucks with where you at, huh?
1: I do. <laughs> yeah, when, I'm cut, when I go in, I commit.
0: Cornell came to Oklahoma after working as the financial services and economic development manager for the East Arkansas Planning and Development District, where he developed and implemented lending policies, underwriting guidelines, and approval processes for the district's EDA revolving loan loan fund, and managed lending and economic development projects in 117 cities over a 12 county region he located in arkansas after having served in various management positions for a number of financial institutions in the atlanta georgia area where he saw oversaw multi-million dollar portfolios loans and credit lines as well as government lending government guaranteed lending as an SBA lender, he managed an expansive forty-nine state lending territory. I, I, I got to take a. How much was that award you just got? That you ten point eight million. Oh, okay. Yeah. A native of Titusville, USA. It says Birmingham on here, but we really know. That's right. Cornell's education is as varied as his work experience. A Morehouse College graduate with a Bachelor of Arts in Economics, he also holds a Master of Business Administration from Mercer University and a Master of Divinity from the Interdenominational Theological Center of Atlanta, Georgia. He also holds certifications in management, economic development, and entrepreneurship from a number of universities and economic development institutions across the United States. Cornell is a graduate of Leadership Oklahoma's Class 31. He received a commendation in 2017 from Governor Mary Fallon for his work in economic development, He has been recognized as top 40 under 40 by Oklahoma Magazine and the Oklahoma Journal Record. Yeah, this is late because you're top...
1: Two times.
0: In in Birmingham right now.
1: I am top 60. Top 60? Top 22 of 22 people to watch in 2022. Yeah. Top 40 in wealth. Um, And I think it's one other one.
0: Yeah. So... Ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, my new friend, my homeboy. That's right. Somebody that I am cheering for, praying for, kicking doors down for, making introductions for, and sitting in awe and watching Mr. Cornell, Dr. Cornell,
1: Reverend Cornell Wesley, tell me a joke. You know, I, I was going to tell a joke about time travel, uh-huh. but you guys didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a good one. I like. Did you hear about the actor who fell through the floorboards? No, I didn't. Tell me about it. He was just going through a stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. You like that. I like that. You like that. All right. Now, I um read the bio, but fill in the blanks, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell tell us your story. Tell and and I want you to say it in a sense of, you know, why are you here? How are you relevant to the people
1: listening? Right. Yes, sir. I think my story predates my birth. Mm. I think my story is built on the previous generation and the generation before that as well. Um, Birmingham is a new place, unique place to grow up. We understand its storied history. Um, uniquely, my family played a, a, a role in what we have become. Um, from Janice Wesley, but now Janice Kelsey, uh, my father, John R. Wesley, um, my uncle Mike over in West End, Dr. Michael Wesley, Sr., um, it predates them. It goes mm-hmm. back to Katie Ruth Wesley. It goes back to Edith Patton, uh, the last name Patton. Everybody knows about Patton and mm-hmm. W.C. Patton and all those sorts of things. So it, pred- it predates my birth because um, the foundation was laid long before I was here. So I grew up in uniquely um, having giants at the dinner table every Sunday um, that and models of behaviors to emulate um, very early, no, no different from some of us, um, in this room, right? And so I, upon, you know, you know, in my adolescent years, I think it was just, you know, somewhat taken for granted every Sunday having giants at your grandmother's table and not knowing who you were sitting with or understanding the conversations and the power within them. Or even, and I think about just the simple things like family reunions, mm-hmm. family reunions at Gunnersville. In the early '80s, where 60 to 70 African Americans converging on a state park, that was different even then. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting there like, really? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's just so, so yeah. Th- those that's the foundation. Now let's let's talk. Let's get it. Let's make it personal, right? Um, I'm the youngest of three. I grew up in the Titusville community on 17th Avenue South, right around the corner from Center Street Middle School now, Christo Um and. During the '80s, where there were rampant um, gang activity and drug use and um, crime in in areas that now I drive through and I see golden doodle dogs, right? <laughs> right. I, see, I see the Frenchies. Yeah. But in, in our era, that wasn't an area that that felt or seemed that that those sorts of things were possible. Mm. And so. You know, our story was always you know you want to you want to go to school you want to and and because of those things, my, our generation always looked for a way out. Like we we I'm gonna go to school I'm gonna go to A and am I'm gonna go to state and I'm not coming back to Birmingham, and that was somewhat the tenor and the tone. Mm-hmm. And of course, all I, throughout your matriculation, throughout your adolescent years, you you encounter things and pivotal moments. I think the first thing that I would I would share with the audience is um, my attending. Arthur Harold Parker High School is what set the stage for what became the person that's sitting before you, because mm-hmm. um, you know you had all of these elements, all of these distractions, but at Parker it was a village, it was an island, um, at least during that time. it For sure was um, you had Miss Patricia Davis and Miss Thurkild and Miss Harris and, uh, and and the name Mister McNeely and. And the names just go on and on, and because I can recall them because they poured into me and Coach Plump. Um, all of these people made us take pride in educating ourselves, made us take pride in our institution, made us take pride in our history, made us even look inwardly and understand how our family played a role in the forming of Birmingham. Um, and so that experience became portable. And let me give, let me back up and tell you, I did not graduate at the top of my class. This was not. I am not the smartest of the three. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, the proverbial black sheep, probably the least expected to to have uh, academic success. That was that was that was saved for my brother, who was you know four and Ramsey graduate and all of those sorts of things. Uh, the verdict was still out on me. You know, <laughs> but look at God. But look at God. <laughs> you know, I had a had a praying grandmother. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And so I remember graduating from Parker, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very transparent, you know, because I think it's important to do that. I graduated from Parker with a, a 2.2 GPA. Mm-hmm. I got a 32 on the ACT. Mm-hmm. And that is what got me into college. You sound like me. You know, I, I didn't go to class. <laughs> I, I didn't do much of that stuff, but I tested well. And I, I wasn't, right. you know. You I know, used so, to mess up grades, know, with tests, but tests like. But tests, easy breezy. No problem. <laughs> Give me that. I'll yeah. take that. And um, you know, I I I But I ho- went to Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just had to The Ram. You. Go ahead. I had to Go Rams. You know, go Rams. <laughs> you know, Rams is in the family, you know. <laughs> you know, so but it still gotta hurt, you know? <laughs> What's that word? You know. So yeah, man, like my so my story's built on the the, the leaders and the foundation that was set from my, my my ancestors, the matriculation through the urban core, the introduction to Arthur Harold Parker, um, and the the teachers who Wrap their arms around us during that era, the experiences, good or bad, that shaped me, and that I took with me to Morehouse College. And again, I'm 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 real Birmingham man. I'm Titusville. I did all the things that Titusvillians would do. Yeah, you know, I did the taxable income and I did the non-taxable income. Yeah, follow what I'm saying. I dig it. You know, and so to be able to stand be- sit before you in this room, having traversed these streets. And now have a part and a role in what these streets look like do do? is something remarkable, man. It's not something I could have predicted. It's not something I planned, um, but it was something clearly that the universe and God had in store for us. So we're gonna walk in our moment. We're gonna walk in in our call and and own it. Um, and so the story kind of ends in that, and that's a this way. In that we left. We we did the whole. Collegiate experience mm-hmm. We graduate We do those things We enter into our career Financial services We have a little bit of success In in the banking And financial services industry But I had the Damascus Road experience Just like a lot of people And when you mm-hmm. Evaluate Is this what I really Want to be known for? Mm-hmm. Is this really What I want to do? Mm-hmm. And and I remember reading uh, A Knock at Midnight's a Book about Dr. King And it has Excerpts of uh, excerpts of All of his sermons And it was like You know If you have a PhD Or no D Truly, what you're evaluated on is what you've done for others. And at that point, I began to search for purpose. And my purpose was found in people and how I could take my acumen and my skill set and the things that I'd accumulated and experiences in the urban core and in Parker and at, at Morehouse and now in the banking and financial services industry. How, did I, how can I make that and shape that in a meaningful way? And I tell you, God has a sense of humor. Because at this point, at 27 years of age, I was making, you know— a high six-figure salary, somewhere around a quarter of a million, had a house and one kid and, you know, another one on the way, the American dream kind of right. thing, right? And to feel compelled to pivot and go from that to leaving Atlanta at the time to Jonesboro, Arkansas, making a third of what you were making, like forty or $45,000 a year, still having all these financial responsibilities, you had to believe that there was a God, right? You wow. had to feel that you were walking in something different and that this was ordained for you. And this was the second pivotal moment, right? The first was at Parker. Now this one is the second one in that I took the leap of faith. I truly let go of the limb on the side of the mountain and trusted God. And in 11 months, I got a call. And so as, as the bio illuminated, I, I worked for the East Arkansas Planning and Development District, responsible for 117 cities over a 12-county 12 count, 12 region. In 11 months, I took a $2 million capital base and turned into $30 million worth of economic activity. And the phone rang. Literally, this is how it happened. The phone rang. It was a 202 area code. I knew that was D.C. and it was the federal government. Uh, It was represented from what became my employer asking how did I take that fund uh, and, and made it transformative and created these jobs. And I tell you, my inner banker just jumped on out. My, my Titusville showed. I said, hey, pay me and I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a direct quote. <laughs> like, like, no cap. And, and so my career in the federal government. Man, began. I think we were separated at birth. That yeah. sounds like
0: something I do. Right. <laughs> like, I'm
1: like, I ain't, I ain't giving it to you for free. <laughs> right. No, no free game. Right. No free game. Right. You know? And um, so I became. Um, as mentioned, you know the first person in that particular space. I was under the Obama administration, and I stayed part through the Trump administration before launching a company. Um, had amazing success. There, learned tons of things. Took Arkansas to Oklahoma, uh, and brought Oklahoma to Alabama. Um, and so, to have had that success in, in the federal space and served there, it really prepared me for the local economy because I had dealt with federal, state. And so in 117 cities, it prepared me for my city, right? Time out. Yes, sir. Right there. Yes, sir.
0: First of all, how can people find your most, Just I love how eclectic your Instagram is. <laughs> how can people follow you on
1: social media? Follow me on Instagram at allen. A L L E N W E S so C period A L L E N W E S so that's where I'm located and you can also find me at the same handle on Twitter as well outstanding and
0: right before we take it out we got a new little thing this yes, sir. you know this season what makes you
1: so birmingham ooh ooh it's and the, then I'll tell you what I think. Ooh man, I think it's like it's like gumbo, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I I got the Green Acres in me. I got Titusville in me. I'm fluent in Fairfield. Uh, I'm I'm fluent in Pratt. You know, I went to Huffman P.O.B. on Tuesday. You know what I mean? But I'm a Parker grad. And then it's the history. I'm a Wesley. I'm a preacher. I'm yeah. from the fabric. I'm yeah. from the family. And then it's the, it's the not so popular. I, I did a little bit on the non-taxable side, yeah. but I learned from it and grew from it mm-hmm. and survived it. Mm-hmm. I've lost. I've gained. I've learned. I've succeeded. And now I'm coming back to put my city on. So that's what makes me Burma. I'm the gumbo. I'm the, I'm, I'm the best and the worst of you, but I've, I've, I've gained and learned from it. And now we just move and we <laughs> grind and we put on.
0: You see why I love him. But wait. I got to say why I think he's so Birmingham. Because you ate at Leonard's
1: Barbecue. Come on now. Come on.
0: Hey, I'm Charles Barkley. Call for a Redmont and water at bars and restaurants throughout the great state of Alabama. Redmont Vodka. Available at select ABC stores and package stores. Redmond Vodka is eight times distilled, gluten-free, and is made from non-GMO corn. Looking to support a local business? Redmond Distilling is Alabama-proud and minority-owned. Learn more online at redmonddistilling.com. All right. First things first. What's your favorite charity right now?
1: Probably the Autism Network. Tell us about it. Well, my son is autistic, okay. and so it's personal for me. Mm-hmm. I, I truly appreciate the work they do. You know, when we were coming up, we didn't have labels; mm-hmm. we just called either people with the R word or something mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. Now the science is caught up with it, and we understand how to treat things. And so it's personal for me, and so supporting that supports not only my family but many families uh, across this country. So it's it's definitely something that's extremely important. Word, well. If you choose not to answer one of these questions,
0: you get to make a $100 donation to the Autism Network. All right. (laughs) right. But they're easy. This this ain't like Drink Champs where you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to answer that. Yes, sir. (laughs) So let's start off with the easy stuff. Alabama A&M or Alabama State? Oh, (laughs) That's the easy one? (laughs) That's the easy
1: one. Uh, I'm going to choose A&M because of the colors. They are maroon and white. Morehouse is maroon and white. We have an interesting history between those institutions, so go Bulldogs. Okay. Alabama and Auburn. Oh. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to choose Auburn because. Get out. Yeah, I know. I I get it. I get it. I know it. I know it. But Auburn historically has always embraced a black quarterback. I can dig it. I can dig it. Birmingham Legion or Birmingham
0: Stallions? Stallions. Go Stallions. (laughs) (laughs) Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron? Squad. Squad up, they go. All right. Civil Rights Institute or Negro
1: League Museum? BCRI. Let's do it. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Sloss. Come on. We got to put some festivals on. And let's get that back activated.
0: Birmingham Zoo, or McWayne Science
1: Center. Okay, so this is the urban jumping out. I've never <laughs> been to the zoo in Birmingham. Quit it. I have never been to the Birmingham Zoo. I'm taking you. Somebody take me to Birmingham. I'm a ta- zoo, ta- I've I'm, never been. I'm I don't serious.
0: Don't, don't let let me take you.
1: Okay, so by default, I'm choosing McWayne right now <laughs> 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 because I, I, you know, but I'm just. But saying. I, I, I hear it's an amazing experience. Right. I,
0: I, I want to go. I just this year for the first time got a membership. So I wanna take it because go. I'm a member. Let's do it. I wanna go. I wanna go. Vet <laughs> it up. We gonna we gonna schedule it. No, sincerely. All right. Crossplex or Legion Field?
1: Ooh, can I can I do both? I sure. And do... make that hundred dollar donation. Okay, so then I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay, so it'll be Legion Field. Okay.
0: Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Ooh. Ooh. Protective. Okay. Protective. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Botanical. Regions Park or Rickwood Field? Rickwood. Big Ear Tupac?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not simple. You know... <laughs> We got to we got to break that down. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, break it. I'm going to say Tupac because oh. Tupac is not the better MC, but he's the person who had the biggest impact on the culture for all the un, un unmentioned reasons from him not just being an MC to him being an influencer before influencer was a thing, to him being a poet, to him being radical, to him even his upbringing with with his affiliation and his upbringing around the Black Panther Party. Um Biggie got a story to tell and the best storyteller MC period point blank, but Pac influenced the culture. Man, that's the first answer
0: for Tupac that I am like. You right. You that that was a good, that was a good, yeah, yeah. So let's get to it, man. Yes, sir. Um I had Datcha on. Yeah. Yesterday, One name only. You did? Yeah. Only one of that. That's right. And, um, you know, we were talking about the future of Birmingham. And he left off, literally, in his conversation. I was like, stop. We're going to let Cornell say it himself. What are you doing for, with the city of Birmingham? What is your... You know your title, your office. Make the people listening know that they're being heard, and that the administration
1: is working in their in their favor. Okay, so uh, again, my name is Cornel Wesley, and I serve as the director for the Office of Innovation and Economic Opportunity. And what that means is, it is the chief economic development. Office is the agent of change. It's the agent of transformation. It's the broker of catalytic investments. If there's a crane in the sky, it has something to do with this department. If there's a job created, it has something to do with this department. If you got a livable wage, it came across that desk. So, if I'm successful, and this is what's most important, and this and here's the ministry tie. If I'm successful in my space, if our department under the, the, the great leadership of Mayor Randall Woodfin, if we're successful. People get jobs. People Mm -hmm. are able to take care of their families. People's livelihoods are improved. Companies are locating in your community. Retail is coming. You're getting grocery stores. You're getting the shops and the places you want to patronize. Oh, and oh, by the way, we're creating an ecosystem for small business activity. So you're able to stand up something and put your stake in the ground yourselves. Mm -hmm. That's what we do out of this department. I uh, and our staff touch everybody, even if you don't know it. Everybody,
0: everybody. Now, um, let's start with the grant that was just awarded. What was that grant, and how is that going to
1: help my mother and my
0: father in
1: South Titusville? Yeah. So the grant is a 10.8 million award. Million award. It's the Good Jobs Challenge by way of the Economic Development Administration. Um, it is a health care focused award with several strategic partners from UAB uh, to Rev Birmingham. I believe is still involved and Prosper and all of these different strategic partnership, partnerships that are going to be now with this capital uh, aggressively and intentionally programming creating opportunities for equitable access to healthy resources. Um, we and, and it's and it has a workforce tied to it and that it will underwrite a person dedicated to solving those issues for you. So, you know, a lot of municipal governments have capacity issues and Mm. shortfalls of capital. This award is transformative in that there's somebody dedicated to mom and dad in South South Titusville ensuring healthy outcomes are achieved and a vibrant workforce to support that industry is is achieved as well. Right. Now,
0: I had another thought, but I you you said workforce twice. And you know, I have some concerns yeah. ab- about our workforce. You know, yeah. where'd everybody go? And um, you know, talk about the workforce yeah. challenges here in the city. And 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 I also say it with a, a certain level of, you know, empathy for, yeah. for small business owners who are catching hell getting and large
1: co- companies Getting yeah. getting bodies So talk about workforce So it's a couple things And I, I, I could I'm going to nerd out For a second um, It's a couple things In that You're going to hear the terms The great resignation mm-hmm. And you're going to I prefer the great reshuffle Because mm-hmm. cause not everybody Is quitting their job Some people are just saying if that job I'm going over here To get a bigger bag mm-hmm. And so you're getting Pieces on the chess table Being moved around Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also see you are sitting in a position to be able to see that, yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Like you
0: what's declining over that's here, right. you see the yeah. surplus so over here. Okay, so, so that's good to know.
1: There's some reshuffling taking place. Now let's be very clear: there's some resignations happening, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of it is reshuffling around some pieces on the chessboard. But then there's the things that keep me up at night on workforce, and the two industries that really keep me up is healthcare and education. Mm-hmm, I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. why who's the most overworked, both of them, right? Right. So you you got the healthcare industry who's just gone through a whole pandemic and they're still going, now they're dealing with monkeypox, et cetera, blah. Survey them and they are saying they're looking for other opportunities. 48% of teachers said they have thought about resigning in the past 30 days. If you look at what percentage point what need? What will be required for a cataclysmic event in the education industry? You're talking about a single-digit percentage. You're talking about two, three percent. So if three percent of Birmingham, Burm, Birmingham City School teacher said, "I'm done today," it's a cataclysmic event. Catastrophic, yeah. So that keeps me up at night because a you. Meanwhile, you have boomers exiting the industry. There's not enough bodies coming into the industry, and then there's a big culture shift in the midst of it all. What do I mean? There used to be. Uh, Work life balance But our generation Wants work life inclusion Meaning I need to be able To work and live And I And and it's not A balance I want live It's what's important For me Mm. Boomers were I must spend 25 years At this job And I'm not changing We like it this job ain't working. I'm going to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's a culture shift happening while you're having the great reshuffle and you're having these uh, pandemic implications that are happening. Mm-hmm. So it is exasperating or or uh, increasing a problem at a rate that we we never saw before, right? Let me ask you a question.
0: Going back to teachers mm-hmm. and um, healthcare professionals. Mm-hmm as as it relates to the reshuffle and all that kind of stuff, right, when are we going to get their salaries right? You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're you talking about yeah. the two most yeah. important people yeah. to us, those who yeah. educate us and take care of us. But the workers, yeah. I'm not talking about the industry, but the yeah. workers are some of the lowest paid, and, and that's just crazy. So that's
1: definitely true for education. Yeah. And you'll see in, in, in – in healthcare they're doubling down their efforts look at these sign on bonuses and, and look at but well, the oh, but okay. the challenge is okay. they they're overworked. this is 67 right. it, it, it's a whole it's the, the signs is the whole maslow hierarchy of needs right so you 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 look at that with the with the healthcare industry and it's like but you, am but I, I, are you valuing the back more than it going out, to that let house? me throw this
0: out <laughs> there though yeah if they were at maximum capacity of of their employees would they be paying so much Probably not. You, so yeah. I'm just Cause saying it's still the business of healthcare. You Let's feel be very what I'm clear. So, still, yeah. But go ahead, talk about it. Yeah.
1: So, so, but, the, but the education piece is is very is is you're you're absolutely right. Teachers are underpaid and overworked, and I'll just make it simple. I mean, look at what our state governments have prioritized and invested in, and it has not been in education. Yeah. But some people are definitely getting educated. Mm-hmm. So who are you investing in education for? Mm-hmm. Is it for a majority-minority community like Birmingham, or is it for uh, a very specific demographic? Mm-hmm. Now is our greatest opportunity, because uniquely uh, being melanated is in vogue right now, right? <laughs> Ain't it? Uh, HBCUs are in vogue right now, right? And yeah. and, and now is our greatest opportunity to receive the capital that wasn't there, that should have been there all along, mm-hmm. but, you know, you also see that is involved because there are workforce shortages. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this makes business sense makes business for Google sense. to invest in A and yeah. It makes business sense for private enterprise to come to Alabama State. It makes business sense because at the end of the day, when their shareholders don't care about how melanated they are, they care about the green that's going in their pocket. So right. it's it's how do we position ourselves to? I hate to say this to capture the white guilt in an average up. Mm. I hate to say it that way, but it's truly. What's What, what it, the, is, what, what what it is, is, what it is. Yeah, yeah. Look here, I always
0: ask people, you know, in, in your position that come on here, you know, you, you this won't come on for a while. Yes, sir. So you get to tell us something that nobody else knows, what's coming down the pipeline for the city of Birmingham, for your department, especially, uh, I want you to... Uh, put a little asterisk, talk a little bit about the entertainment yeah. thing that's in your
1: department as well. Sure. Like that falls yeah. under yeah, you. Yeah, that does. Yeah. The Office of Sports and Entertainment is, is housed in our department. Yeah, so sneak, so, so a little view behind the curtain, right? Yeah. All right, so the big one is we just came out of the World Games. Um, it's been well publicized. You know, we we Birmingham did a good job. Round of applause. Um, but a bigger event is on the horizon. Uh, The World Police and Fire Games in 2025. So from a context standpoint, uh, there were 3,600 athletes for the World Games. Uh The World Police and Fire Games is 10,000 athletes. Wow. Yeah.
0: That went over my head. I I, I didn't get that number, so I know a lot of people. three times what we're talking about. Exactly.
1: And and so much so that that even the the venues are expanding all the way out into Pell City like wow. yeah it's it's such a big big deal similar events similar style events but some of them are more specific to their industry like okay. motorcade racing and those sorts of things but okay. it's the first responders from around the world so yeah. police fire EMS they will be here so that's that's a cool thing that's something to be prepared for and then you'll see a lot of Information forthcoming around that. Also, you know, I'm excited that, that the G League is going to host the Atlanta Hawks here. The yeah. Pelicans will be playing the Hawks here. So we're excited about that. I plan to have my feet on the floor that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I might I might have on some 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 labels. Bars. Yeah, man. We're going <laughs> we to have We're going to look good on camera. I'm going to cover that. And Come I'm going to be sure I have my pictures we on We're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. But... But uh, other things that I'm really excited about is some legislation that's coming down around entertainment districts and our ability to add additional entertainment districts. We currently have five, and Mm. we're hoping to be able to expand uh, to 10 entertainment districts. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, So that that creates opportunities for some of our— Up-and-coming communities Right Like an Inslee Could be a Downtown Inslee Downtown Inslee An entertainment district Mm -hmm. uh, And that drives Industry and commerce there And walkability And makes it a destination So Mm -hmm. we're 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 looking at those We're reimagining Our own assets And how we can Redevelop those Uh, I can tell you That there There is and, And I know a lot of people Have talked about Legion Field But there is interest And there is movement And there is plan Plans for how we reimagine the old gray lady, and so okay. stay stay tuned uh, around those efforts as well. And then I'm excited about the USFL in its second year. Yeah, man. Uh, we retained the headquarters for the league. It's in Birmingham. Um, it was a great, a lot of people have been
0: asking that. I'm yes, glad you answered yes, the so question. The so they will stay yes.
1: playing here. So they will add two additional cities uh, as. As advertised, they probably go to additional two cities, but the league headquarters, which is what I was most attracted to, right, uh, has been here. And then look at City Walk, right? Like, look at how oh, it man. activated during the World Games. Imagine what that looks like for future events. Yeah, and, and you know, I grew up in City Stages, right? I grew up right. going to the Heritage Festival, right? Um, just, 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 I, just know I said that. for Okay, a yeah, just. You we know, yeah, just dig it. In that. Yeah. Put a in that. That's what we're know. looking for, a little something-something you know, to wear that. Yeah. You know, and uh, and even uh, heads up for the West Side. West Side, Rick Woodfield has never been activated for a, from a venue standpoint other than— They just got, what, just $300-something thousand dollars? And you know they hosted the Savannah Bananas, which sold out in about. I two went or three. to that. Yeah, sold out. Yeah, sold yeah. out. Yeah, I'm um, talking about from the city council. Or yeah, they, something they, like they yeah. got a, they got an appropriation, but mm. think about how we reimagine its use okay. from an entertainment standpoint, yeah. from a venue perspective. Yeah. Uh, the backdrop, the aesthetic, and West Side, stay tuned, man. We we working on some. We we in the kitchen cooking, and and I think you're gonna be really excited this year about. Uh, With the council's approval What this will look like So There's a lot of Vibrant things on the horizon And 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 it's, It's a great time To be in Birmingham We're having conversations That we've never had before Yeah You know uh, I don't know if Kelvin mentioned, but, you know, the NFL were in town because of flag football during the World Games. Right, right. And that's an audience we never had. Yeah. Put a pin in that. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. those conversations are very strong conversations. Now, I won't go give you the detail, but Man, I'm going to say this put a pin in that. That's good. This is <laughs> you know? good. So, yeah, it, it's a great time. There's a reason why Atlantans are looking to us now. Slutty Vegan. Slutty Vegan is here. Shout out. Today, before I got got here, I just left the owner of Magic City. ATL? ATL. And uh, specifically around their wings that have taken on a whole life of their own. Wow. uh, And created and and, and spinning it out into its own brand. And I said, what better place to launch Magic City Wings than in the The Magic Magic City." City. Right? And so that conversation just happened. Two hours ago, before I got here, and and it's a vibrant one, and that came from just shooting my shot through a DM or, or a tweet. We got so cool, and that. the posits through sliding in a DM. We got. I thinking. just left there. I <laughs> yeah. ate there the first time, just yeah. on my way
0: here, and um,
1: yeah. Like, the oysters are terrible. <laughs> They're like this big. I'm they serious. Have, oh, like
0: oh no, I am not pleased. You're not pleased. I am not pleased. We're gonna have to do better about that then, dude. I ain't, I'm not here to shout, to shut yeah. nobody down, but yeah, sure. I'm serious, bruh. You like them it blue was points? Robbery. You like them blue points? Yes. Yeah, I know it. And I just left um, Gulf Shores, man. Dude, it was robbery. They did me wrong. They did you wrong. Boo, right. Soku.
1: Cool. All right, so let me take you to Soku. <laughs> You're taking me to the zoo. Okay. I'm taking you to Soku. Okay. It rhymes. We're going to do it. The zoo Soku. It's here. All we got, right. We're going we gonna to fix that. And, All right. And, and in fact, we're going to walk hand in glove in there, and we're going to sit down with the chef, with the <laughs> owner, and we're going to make sure you got that treatment. All right? Word is bond. I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but like...
0: I'm righteously a fan of the people that come here. My friends, you know, LeBron cool, but my friends are the are the stars That's right. of my life, right? But I'm a fan of yours. Like I'm fanboy. I'm like fanboying out that you're in the seat,
1: man. Man, I'm truly humbled by this, bruh. Sincerely, seriously, honored by it, and and know that the feeling is reciprocated. Being the voice of the people, man, and giving platforms. And telling stories, telling our stories, bruh, that's ministry. That's the work. So use your instrument, bruh, and keep being a voice.
0: I want to thank y'all for listening. And as always, a huge shout-out to Creed 63, Our 360 News, and urbanham.com. God bless.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by Water Sullivan. You can find us on the web at watersullivan.com, that's W-A-T-E-R-S-S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N.com, or contact us at hello at watersullivan.com or 205-855-5020.